morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter where you are, no matter what time it is, it's a great day to be serving the Lord. Welcome to the Go Ye There podcast. I'm your host, Leland Johnson, and we are so thankful to have you with us today. Stress is something that many of us deal with on a daily basis, but how we deal with it can greatly affect our ability to continue our ministry. Let's get started. Philippians 4, 6 says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. I think that all of us know that we have a loving Heavenly Father who cares about our needs. We also know that we can bring our burdens to the Lord and leave them there. But many times as missionaries, we get so used to bearing everyone else's burdens that we tend to carry ours as well. Concerns about our supporting churches, our support levels, our children, problems in our host country, problems with other missionaries, and a host of other things can lead to a lot of stress in our lives. In today's episode, we're going to be talking with two great guests about the issue. First is Dr. Dan Seamer, medical advisor for Fundamental Baptist Missions International, about the health aspects that missionaries face in dealing with stress and how to combat them. Next, we're going to talk with nutritionist Louisa Zakic about how to combat stress by feeding our bodies properly. Let's get started. Our first guest today is Dr. Dan Seamer. He's the Director of Field Services and Medical Advisor for Fundamental Baptist Missions International in Hammond, Indiana. Before joining FBMI, Dr. Seamer served our country as a doctor in the U.S. Navy. Then God called him into missions, and he served the Lord on the field of Nicaragua right after the Nicaraguan Civil War. He served with FBMI since 1996 and has made countless trips to places all around the world sharing the gospel, supporting missionaries, and providing medical services. Dr. Seamer, it's great to have you with us today. Well, I'm very, very thankful to have the opportunity to speak with you, and thank you for the invitation. Dr. Seamer, as missionaries, we deal with pastoring churches, cultural issues, spiritual warfare, raising a family in a different country, a lot of different things. Sometimes it feels like being stressed is just a way of life. What types of impacts does stress have on the body? Well, that's an excellent question. I'm glad that we have the opportunity to discuss this. It's just a very, very important topic because I believe a lot of missionaries are suffering because they don't uh, recognize the importance of stress or because they try to ignore it. So in ignoring it, the person continues to have more and more problems. And I've even seen cases where uh, missionaries have left the field because problems existed that were not addressed. And mainly because I think people are afraid to admit it. I think sometimes we feel that if we're a missionary, that we're somehow supposed to live on a plane above uh, being a normal person. And it's not really the case. We're just human beings. We desperately need the Lord. We need the Lord's involvement. And when we have problems, uh, we need to go to the Lord with them and, and care for them. Missionary life is definitely stressful. When we were missionaries in Nicaragua, my family and I uh, just experienced a lot of things that we had never seen before. We were, while in language school in Mexico, 
there were things that were stressful to us, but the switch from Mexico to Nicaragua was greater than the switch from the United States to Mexico because the country was just um, recovering from the Civil War and a lot of wounded people everywhere and a lot of desperate people, hurting people everywhere. Missionary life is stressful and people are watching, and, but they really don't understand the stress that a missionary is going through. And we have to be brutally honest here that they really don't care about the stress that the missionary is going through. They would say life is tough, and we have to admit, you know, life is tough. You look at how folks live around the world, and it's incredible the things that they face as lost people in a world with very little gospel witness in the world where they live. They're watching how we respond to the stress. They can recognize that we're stressed. They can recognize that we're having difficulties. They're not blind to that. But we should bring honor and glory to the Lord in responding appropriately. So I think it's important we begin with this one concept, that God is our designer, and he's wise and good beyond our capacity to understand. And since he loves us and since he knew what we would encounter, he prepared us with a stress response. And it's designed by God for our benefit. So if we're walking down uh, you know, a dark alley and all of a sudden we hear a barking dog, it enables us to respond to that threat that suddenly appeared. Uh, if you think about it, what is stress? Stress is a force that pushes something in a direction. So a bridge has stress. There's gravity pulling on the bridge. There's wind affecting the bridge. There's earthquakes, the weight of the traffic and the vibration of the traffic. All these things stress the bridge. The common element is it's a force that's trying to affect the bridge. And that's what stress is with us. It's a force from the outside that is pushing on us. It causes a response. So, so if it's a threat, we respond with fear. That's the normal way people respond to a threat. And then with that fear, they call it a, a flight or fight response. The other thing that will stress us is opposition. This is a lot more subtle because when we encounter opposition, this is where we, we're working to achieve something. We, we're working to do something that we believe in very much, and yet we encounter resistance. And our natural inclination is to fight back and overcome that resistance. You know, it doesn't always work so well. When we encounter threat, when we encounter opposition, we respond with the stress response. Under normal circumstances, it's not a problem because we encounter a stressful situation and we deal with it. And then the threat should go away and our stress response should go away. But the real problem occurs when threats are prolonged or perceived threats are prolonged or opposition is prolonged or we believe that it's prolonged. So when a threat's prolonged, we continue to respond with fear. So you can picture a missionary family living in a situation where they feel that they're not secure. You have a family and the wife is going to sleep every night and she's not sure if somebody's going to break into the house. That constant, constant fear will push us to keep running and keep fighting even when we're under no real danger. Stress is designed to be good and helpful for us, but prolonged stress causes problems and it's so, pro it's so common that they actually came up with a term, they call it distress, because it's where it becomes problematic. So what happens when we're stressed? There's basically two responses, there's two st steps to the response. First of all, our sympathetic nervous system is, is one half of what's called our autonomic nervous system. This is our nervous system that are, works without our conscious awareness. We have two sides to our autonomic nervous system, our automatic nervous system. We have the sympathetic on one side that's like pushing the gas pedal down. And then we have the parasympathetic on the other side, which is like putting on the brakes. 
And so the, this is usual. Our parasympathetic nervous system is, is operating as it should, and we're digesting our food from breakfast, and, and we're dealing with all the events of the day, and, and things are doing fine. And all of a sudden, boom, there's a stress of some sort, you know, threat or opposition, and our sympathetic nervous system activates. What happens? Well, our heart beats faster, our blood pressure rises, our airways open up, our breathing speeds up, and oxygen is delivered to our brain and the muscles so that we're able to respond as effectively as possible. And this is all wonderful and good. Our senses become more alert. Sugars and fats are released into the bloodstream to provide the nutrients so that we can respond with maximum effort. And the parasympathetic nervous system is shut off, so our digestion stops. And all those business-as-usual things stop, and our blood is all diverted to our muscles and brain so that we can respond to the threat. Now, that's the immediate response. This gas pedal is continued when the brain sends signals to the pituitary gland, and the pituitary gland sends signals to the adrenal glands, which sit on top of the kidneys like little hats. And these gas uh, these adrenal glands put out what are called glucocorticoids, such as cortisol, or we call them steroids. And those steroids keep the gas pedal down, uh, not as, as far down as the, the sympathetic nervous system, but they keep, they do a similar effect, but for a longer period of time. So the rise in blood pressure is prolonged, and the immune system is suppressed for a longer period of time, and the blood sugar stays higher for a longer period of time because of these steroids. But what happens in an, a prolonged stress response the recurrent surges of epinephrine, which come with that sympathetic nervous system response, can damage the blood vessels, and they can increase the risk of heart attacks and strokes. And then also, the prolonged release of glucocorticoids can increase the appetite and contribute to weight gain and even the development of diabetes. A lot of times people think, well, you're stressed, just get over it, and they tend to minimize the effect of stress. But the stress does produce a number of really annoying and even crippling symptoms that we would call distress. People get headaches, they get muscle tension, they get, and pain in different parts of the body. They can get chest pains, they can feel fatigued, they can develop all sorts of digestive problems. They can grind their teeth at night and wake up with headaches and, and not uh, resting well. They can have problems with intimacy in their marriage. They can have sleep problems. And so there's a number of symptoms that can come on, and also it affects our mood. It causes us to be anxious and have difficulty focusing and accomplishing our work. We, Our motivation can be affected. Uh, we can have feelings of irritability and anger and frustration. And we can even um, have a real feeling of sadness, and some people even go on so far as to get a formal act, actual depression. And finally, it does affect our behavior. Uh, we can get appetite disturbances and, and out, outbursts. Uh, people with under stress are more prone to drug and alcohol abuse. People under stress withdraw from other people. And uh, they lose their motivation to exercise or work. So there's a number of medical conditions. You know, if you look at this whole package, there's a number of medical conditions that are associated with excessive stress or prolonged stress. And they include high blood pressure and hardening of the arteries. And then there are actual changes in the brain that contribute to anxiety and depression and a susceptibility to addiction. 
people who are prone to being overweight or even developing obesity. And then on the other side, if a person is significantly depressed, they can even lose their appetite and lose weight. So a lot of times I'm the worst person to try and self-diagnose. What are some things that my family can watch out for to alert them that, hey, you know what, stress may be becoming an issue in the life of this person? And boy, isn't that a, a good question? Um, we we talk to other people about how, uh, you know, you ought to listen to the Bible because the Bible can solve your problems. But yet we oftentimes don't take our own medicine, you know, mm. and so really uh, how can we be observant and determine, you know, if a biblical principle needs to be applied? And stress reactions tend to occur in five patterns. And this is really helpful to me when I think of it because people don't respond to stress in the same way. Some people get high blood pressure. Some people get headaches. It's almost like each of us have an Achilles heel. And when we're under stress, you know, that particular area of our health is affected. So the first of the five is subjective distress. In other words, the person experiencing distress recognizes that something's wrong and is motivated to take steps to correct the situation even to the point of, of asking for help. And secondly, as if a medical problem develops. So, for example, if you go into your dentist and, and you say, Doc, you know, I've just, I just don't sleep well and I wake up and I've just got a headache. And so the doctor checks and he finds out that you've got a little soreness in, the, in the, the joint there in front of your ear. And he says, you know, have you been grinding your teeth? Or has your, your wife said that you grind your teeth? The person says, yeah, my wife tells me I grind my teeth at night. I don't remember doing it. And that would be that would be a typical medical problem that comes with stress. Thirdly is a maladaptive habit. In other words, uh, people learn to do things to deal, to address what they experience in life. And most of us have recognized the pattern that we have that when we're stressed, we tend to eat. <laughs> you know, you it's a lot harder to resist a ba bag of chips if, if we're stressed out and we're frustrated. And, you know, that bag of chips is just irresistible. And it's just a, so an eating disorder is much, much more common if we are stressed. Drug use is much more common. And even alcohol, pornography, those sorts of things are become a greater temptation just because people find relief when they, they yield, they succumb to those temptations. Number four, a decline in work performance. So the family should watch. And if they start to notice that somebody in the family is, is just not doing well, dad's not washing the car anymore, or uh, mom's not cleaning the kitchen anymore, or maybe one of the children, especially if you notice that the child is just, you know, traditionally would keep a clean room, but it's not clean anymore. It should focus our attention on them and say, you know, how are you doing? Um, and then finally, conflicts with other people. And probably this is the one. Most people, when they think stress, that's what they think of is that people get irritable. And they get like a porcupine or a hedgehog, you know, <laughs> stay away from me, you know, because I'm having a bad day. So that, that fifth pattern is increasing conflict. And one aspect of this is we need to have that fear of the Lord. I believe that we have to respect the Lord for who he is as our creator. And we have to have faith in him and that he's given us his word and he's given us his Holy Spirit as well. And with the word and with the Holy Spirit and with the tools that God puts in our hands, we should be able to address these situations to be more fruitful and productive. 
You know, Dr. Seamer, you just said something really interesting there. You said the kids. A lot of times we as parents kind of think, well, what do you have to be stressed about? Life is easy for you. And and we only think about stress in terms of the adults. But from what you're saying, stress can really be an issue with our kids, too, that we need to watch out for. Exactly. Exactly. And every parent can testify to the fact that every child is different. And we glory in that. We rejoice in that. Each of us should be really attentive to our kids and, and watch if there are changes in mood, changes in, in how they're acting, irritability, these sorts of things, even the development of headaches in a child. You know, I look all the way back to medical school and I remember being taught stomach aches in children are the number one symptom of school anxiety. A child can't connect the dots that he's being picked on at school. He's being bullied at school, and he's developing these stomach problems, and he doesn't put two and two together. But a parent should be able to say, you know, all of a sudden our kids, our son is having all these stomach concerns. And you sit down and talk to him and ask how school's going. How, how do the kids treat you? Do you enjoy being there? And, you know, if you give that love to a child, they'll, they'll let you know what's going on. Dr. Seamer, that's incredible information. Thank you so much for spending the time with us to tell us about these different things that we need to watch out for. We greatly appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Our next guest is Louisa Zakis. She's the founder of Marpe Nutrition, which is a company designed to teach people how to take care of their bodies that God has given them and provide people with the tools they need to regain and maintain good health for their entire lives. Louisa, it's so great to have you with us today. Well, I appreciate being able to be on the show. Thanks for asking me to join you. You know, Louisa, missionaries tend to live fairly stress-filled lives. If we're in the States, we're on the run from one place to another. And if we're on the field, we have a lot of different pressures on us. I think the old saying is stress makes you eat worse and eating worse makes you stressed. How does what I'm eating affect my levels of stress? Well, I'm glad you asked because God created our bodies to be a full functioning, well-oiled machine. Now, because of sin's curse, we are not what we should be. But most of us, including Christians, forget that long ago God did provide food to keep us healthy. These foods not only keep, away, keep us away from sickness, but they also are extremely useful in feeding our organs and glands. And, of course, the organ and gland that we have concern with, which stresses our adrenal glands, but eating the right foods can keep that adrenal gland functioning optimally. Now, what we need to do is really just feed our bodies what God provided and it makes a big difference. When you say the food that God provided, are you saying that there's certain foods that can help to reduce our level of stress? Well, as I said, God's food is best, but there are different types of foods that it could be better than others. What I look at is grown food, grown from the ground, things that really are fresh, they're seasonal, they're local, things that haven't been transported. And that's really the kind of thing that benefits us the most. But if you look at particular foods, if you have access to walnuts and salmon, those are rich in omega-3. Those make a big difference in your, in your brain function. Uh, chamomile tea is a good herb, if you can find, that is very calming. People do that a lot before they go to sleep. And if there's turkey in your area that you're at, that's a great, that's a great um, food to eat that contains tryptophan. That helps produce the serotonin, so you actually feel pretty good after you eat turkey. 
asparagus also, if that's local to your community where you are, and avocados. Avocados contain folic acid, they contain fats, and, and we know tra fats transport minerals, which really helps. But hopefully where you are, you can get green veggies like broccoli, spinach, Swiss chard, all of those they're great sources of minerals, including calcium, magnesium, and all of them contribute to de-stressing the body. What about vitamins and supplements? You know, some of the information that you read says multivitamins don't do any good at all because your body can't absorb the minerals. Others say that you should take one every day because it will help you. You know, how do I know what to do as far as vitamins and supplements go? You get a vitamin, you can find it at CVS or some other retail store, not necessarily the great, a great product because God didn't make that. To use for my clients are supplements made from whole food. And the whole food meaning crushed carrots, crushed beets, crushed bovine parts that make such a difference in our body. If you have access to something like that, that's a great option for you. But what I really recommend is reading the label of supplements to find out what the supplement is really made of makes all the difference. But besides that, magnesium is really good for you in Epsom salt baths. If you're, if you're able to get some Epsom salt and get a bath, that's very de-stressing as well. And if you're looking for a kind of calcium to take for calming, which, which is very good at that, again, I say find a source that's closest to what God provided versus just synthetic calcium carbonate that really doesn't help too much at all. You know, Louisa, I'm going to be honest. The phrase change in nutritional habits sounds a lot like a more common stress-causing word, diet. Well, I don't think you ever need to diet again. Hopefully that's good news. What I usually suggest is diet is not the answer. What you need to do is make some good changes and start with one at a time. Find one way to get some good vegetables in your body. And then when you have success in that one way, find a second way. What I'd like to suggest is apple cider vinegar. We like the Bragg's band, but if you can get any apple cider vinegar into your body, that will be a big difference in overall health and especially uh, de-stressing the body with extract metals. Okay, let me finish up with just one more question. I'm a missionary, and I'm dealing with a lot of stress. I want to start making some positive changes that can help me, but I've always struggled with eating right in the past. What would you tell me? You know, I have talked to missionaries a lot and tried to encourage them, but what I tell them is the, the truth is that God called you to a life where you need to go abroad and share the good news of Jesus. But if you're not feeling well, you know, what good are you? God provided the food you need to be well, so why not do it? God really wants us to be good stewards of what we have. So in a sense, I kind of convict them to change their mind. And I, well, actually, I, I have the Lord convict them, but I just show them that this is what God provided. If you want to feel well, you have a passion to go abroad, get on the bandwagon for making changes. Because if it's about weight loss or calories, they're really not going to have an incentive. But if they have the incentive to really take care of the body God gave them, I think that makes the biggest difference. Time, of course, but you have to start somewhere. Can you tell our listeners how to get in contact with you if they want to follow up with you and maybe get a little bit more information? Sure, no problem. My my website is called marpenutrition.com. That's spelled M-A-R-P-E nutrition.com. And feel free to to send me a, an email via there or even give me a call if you'd like to. 
Excellent. Thank you so much for your help. I know that this information is going to be a blessing in helping missionaries get stress under control and really start taking care of their bodies. Thank you so much. Praise the Lord. Thank you for having me. Let me just apologize to you for the audio quality in that last segment. We actually recorded that interview two different times but couldn't eliminate the audio issues that we were having, and we thought it was more important for you to have the information than to try and run the show without it. We hope that you were able to enjoy and understand everything that was said. You know, we've really enjoyed doing this podcast with you over the past couple of months, and we're looking forward to some great guests that we have lined up for the future. Some of the best ideas that we get come from you, the listener. So if you ever have any ideas for shows, please reach out to us and let us know via email, Facebook, or Twitter. In our next show, we're going to be talking with linguist and language expert, Dr. Grace Hargis. She's going to be talking with us not just about how to learn a new language, but also how to continue learning even after the basic learning is complete. We'll also feature a brand new segment called Devil's Advocate, which we really think you'll enjoy. We hope that you'll join us.